Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein, here with Larry Barker. Larry, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good. I got a question for you. We Alrighty. Got this. Have you heard we're having this big youth conference next week in Dallas? Have you heard about it? I've heard about it, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, what yeah. I need to know is which session are you preaching? Uh, that would be the very last one. Really? So I can leave yeah, early? They, yeah, le- if you'll leave early, then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> they 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 put the worst preacher at the end. Oh, the, I don't you believe know, that. All the good thing. stuff. All the good yeah. stuff has been done. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I bring it up, really, Drew, is we're going to be around, and uh, Healthy Church Solutions will have a table, and uh, come by and see us, and uh, we're going to be in. Uh, uh, what's the actual town we're in? I know it's the Gaylord, Texas, uh, where the big conference is. But grape, anyway. I think it's Grapevine. It is Grapevine. I think it's That's in the right. Grapevine area. So all of you that listen to us that are going to be there, man, come by and give us a shout out. Let us know what you think about the podcast and uh, let us know what a wonderful job we're doing, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, don't come by. I mean, you know. No. <laughs> Uh, no, gosh, we'll, t- we'll no. take either one. We'll take either we one. We sure will. But no, I'm Email not address excited. is Larry Barker at. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, well, we want them to come by to help us evaluate how we're doing. Did you notice what I just did there? Oh, smooth. Yeah, smooth, I did. Smooth, sir. Smooth transition. Yeah, because today we're going to so, talk about evaluating your ministry. Yeah, so I, before we got started, I was like, okay, yeah. Larry, so tell me who this is for. This is for maybe the church planner or the guy that's a brand, in a brand new work at a church. or And and your response to me was? I think it's for everybody at different times and different levels. I think it's really good annually to take a look at, hey, how did last year go? Where are we going for? It's kind of like the old uh, rhythms we've talked about many times, abandoned mm-hmm. annually, quarantine quarterly, yeah. measure monthly. So there's a time to look at certain things monthly. Then there's a time to look at certain things quarterly. And But I do think it's good for all of us to look back over the last year. We're going to kind of talk about three steps to help us in evaluating, hey, we, we need to evaluate how are we doing at the job we're supposed to be carrying out in our ministry. And, and, and that doesn't mean uh, scrutinized, evaluated. You know, yeah. Drew, here's something I think we need to think about. A lot of times uh, we have expectations of people and the, and the jobs they're fulfilling. They don't even know what those expectations are. And that's yeah. not right. So we're not talking about, oh, you need to straighten up. No, we're talking about, hey, what can we do to make this better? 
What can we do to help you fulfill what you believe is God's calling on your life? What do we need to know that maybe we've missed and uh, and haven't yeah. made you aware of that? So that's the kind of, if okay. I can use this term, more positive evaluation, because it's not about, oh, man, look what we've been doing. Terrible. No. What can we do better? Where can we improve? And what steps do we need to take? Yeah, no, that's good. As you're talking, I'm thinking about this past week we went down and, and uh, we had a funeral for my father-in-law. Yeah. And one of the things that we found in his in his, in his his uh, office, <laughs> very interesting, was early in his ministry was a church role. And it oh. had, you know, the 60 or 70 people that – and it had – it had letters, additions, baptisms. It was it was basically what you're talking about, taking a look at where he was, who had come, who had left, wh- how are things going. And so I just think that's interesting that he was doing that all those years ago, and this is kind of where we're headed today. I think that's great. What a great illustration. And here's something else to think about also, you know, um, when we're when we're going to evaluate and 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 we're going to look back and we're going to examine where we have. Here's a term that a real good friend of ours that we've had on here before, Kevin Marsico, and I like what Kevin said. He said, "You know, Larry, if you're gonna if you're gonna change something, um, maybe even tell your people, hey, let's let's try this. Let let's experiment." Let's, you know, we're not saying this is what we're going to do forevermore. We're saying we're going to give this a try for a season. And uh, yeah. you and I have even talked about South City, uh, a direction you thought was going to happen a little sooner. And you kind of went, you know, where we are right now, we want to keep doing this for a while. And we'll just be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, right? That's it. That's it. It's his church. we got to follow his direction. Wow, there's an idea right there. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. But, man, yeah, give it a try. I mean, when we went to two services, I said, I don't know that we're going to do this forever, but we've got to do something. So let's give this a try for a season. And you know what? People will go, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's do that. And you know what? Our people began to realize that, you know what? This is working. And I had a lot of people come to me and go, this is going a whole lot better than than we thought it would. And, I mean, it's kind of like even you call them city groups. I call them connection groups or small groups. You Mm -hmm. know, when when people finally plug in and we say, give this a try, they go, wow, wow, this – Man, we love being yeah. a part of this group. Well, why do you like being a part of that group? And they just begin telling you all those reasons. And what's funny, about six months before, you couldn't hardly talk them into it. But now they see the <laughs> benefits because they gave it a try. Yeah, right. My father was one of those. He was one of the holdouts, you know, on small groups. I had, I've always done Sunday school. He finally does a small group. And his life was changed. He was loved so well. Anyway, wow. I just I thought about that when you mentioned that. That's a great that's a great illustration also. So, you know, evaluating, you know, let's go back to Henry Blackaby's uh, definition of leadership where he says it's getting people on God's agenda. Uh, Bill Ellis yeah. says it. It's making sure that every ministry and everything we do is God initiated. Well, put it another way, we just want to figure out what it is God wants us to do as a leader, as a team, and as a church. 
And that's evaluating, mm-hmm. sitting back, and how do we figure those things out? And a big thing as a leader, right. as a team, and as a church that you've got to do is how do you define success? Hmm. You know, think about what's the that. win. That's the win. Yeah, what's the win? I like that. What's the win? And uh, and 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 it's just a it's a great way of thinking through. Okay, the way we're defining a win right now is that really a win? Hmm. Most churches. That's good. Yeah, I I mean think about it. How you know the three B's: buildings, bodies, and bucks. You know that's the way that for so often that uh, I remember. Well, let me finish the sentence. So often that's how we define success. I can remember right. we we talked about this years ago. I'm going back uh, thirty years. I think I was fifteen, but anyway, uh, and. Uh, you, you know that's a lie. Uh, but anyway, uh, but, going, <laughs> yeah. but going back a long time ago, I remember going to our national meeting. Drew, do you know what the number one question was? How many What's your people church are, running? You got it. What's your church yeah. running? That was it. That yeah. was it. And and it was always that. And, and I like... What a good friend of mine said one time, Gary Devine. They walked up to Brother Gary and they said, Brother Gary, what are you, how many, how many people's your church running? He goes, man, we're running 800. They, what? You're running 800? He goes, oh yeah, we got 800 on the run. We're only catching 100, but we've got 800 <laughs> on the run. And uh, I just yeah. loved his sense of humor and uh, his perspective. But yeah, how are we really going to measure success? You nor I are anti-numbers. We want to reach as many people with the gospel of Absolutely. Jesus Christ that we possibly sure. can. So it's not anti-numbers. Mm-hmm. you got to have finances. Uh, but man, I've seen people have a, almost a, uh, uh, a spiritual moment over a high offering more than baptism. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so it's just yep. something we've always got to be looking at. We've always got to be examining what really is a win. Right. It's so easy to get in that comparison trap. And we talked about this the other day when we were talking about yeah. pride. Comparison is, a, is an offshoot of pride. And and yet that's what we do, especially as leaders and pastors. We compare to other churches and we determine, oh, we're not we're not successful. We're not doing what God's calling us to do because we're we're balancing it in those numbers instead of the things that matter, like making disciples. Yeah. So where do we start with evaluation? Well, it's really uh, very very um, I think just basic, but spend time relating with those around you. Spend time talking about the journey you're on. Not just you talking to them, but that everybody Mm -hmm. has a voice. Uh, I'll be blunt, Drew. I've been on staff before. Your opinion was not wanted. (laughs) (laughs) You just, yeah, it just wasn't, I'm not trying to be mean or get on anybody, but it really wasn't about an opinion. It was about receiving 
what you needed to do and getting on it and and being busy mm-hmm. about it. But this is where you really want the wisdom of a multitude of counsel. You really want people, Absolutely. you know, to speak into this and and get all the different perspectives. Uh, matter of fact, I was talking to a, a guy I'm helping with on uh, doing assessments. And we were discussing assessments, and I said, listen, um, I, I know uh, some in your tribe might be feel uncomfortable about this, but get ladies in the room uh, when you do assessments because um, they see things us men don't see. Yeah, definitely. They just pick up on stuff. I, I've been mm-hmm. in assessments where my wife and other ladies uh, were in with us and as, uh, as I was leading the assessment team, and one of them in private would say, you really need to look into this. And I was like, how did I miss that? You know, <laughs> but I did. So yeah, you sure. want different age groups. You want, di- you know, you want male and female. You want different giftings, different callings. Get them in the room and talk about it. Matter of fact, that APES dynamic makes this discussion that more vibrant. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those p- different people are gifted differently to help you see. They are. And they'll bring up things that you or I might have not noticed or, or, or realized. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like I, uh, I told somebody years ago, and it's still true, Drew, I hate to admit it, not knowing what I'm doing has never held me back. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Amen. You know, but wow. What what headaches might I have avoided? What what pain might I have not had to go through if I would have slowed down a little bit? Because I'm going to charge the hill, man. I am by nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but slow down and and uh, get some honest feedback from everybody on the team. And and here's another thing I put in our notes: uh, those hard conversations. I think we always so try to avoid tension, and tension's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I love guitars. You wouldn't yeah. have guitar music without tension on those strings. <laughs> wow, there you go. And what kind of guitar do you play? All of them. <laughs> okay, but which one do you really, really like? I really like old acoustics. Old yes. acoustics. So which acoustic brand would you lean towards? Probably Gibson, an old Gibson. Ooh, well, see, I'm a Martin guy. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Great and, guitar. Yeah, exactly. Great guitar. Uh, and so is the, the older Gibson acoustics, absolutely, and Taylor. And, but, you know, it's kind of funny. You get it, it's kind of a Ford, Chevy, Dodge kind of conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 you get into those kind of things. And I am making a point here: all, all of them can accomplish great things and uh, and accomplish sure. uh, what you're wanting them to accomplish. But sometimes you got to have those 
those hard conversations. Uh, we had a guy in the office the other day, and our good buddy was there, and I, I uh, Donnie Parrish, and uh, and the, the friend of mine. I know he's a big football, uh, college sports guy too. He's a big uh, Michigan fan. And so we went into Donnie's office. I said, listen, Donnie's a great guy, but he is an LSU fan. And uh, so immediately the banter was on between the two of them, you know, and just having fun. But, you know, difference of opinions we see negatively far too often. I know I do. uh, And that's my confession uh, because – I like my opinion better than anybody else's, you know, so, uh, and I, I mm-hmm. like to be right. Yeah. But you've already won you to the vision, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the thing is Ooh. I always think about my dad. He had a business, um, and he sold gourmet food items and we weren't really a gourmet food family. We didn't eat a lot of gourmet food, but he sold these items that sold, you know, that, that would sell in his business. In the same way, we have to contextualize the ministry that God has given us with the people he's given us, and their ideas and their giftings are going to be different than us, but they're going to reach different people through them. And so I think it's I think the point is great to have those hard conversations to say, hey, you know what, I've been thinking this way, but maybe maybe there's a different way. Maybe and it's and to be open. I think hard conversations take an openness of your spirit and your heart to listen well, you know, and to be told, "Hey, that wasn't awesome. That didn't go great. Maybe we should try something differently." To hear that and get that honest feedback is good. Drew, what you just said was golden. You've already won you to the vision. What a great <laughs> statement, and we forget that. Uh, you know, yeah. and it's not a, you don't have to win yourself. You have to talk right. to the others and, and, uh, and share it with them and, and let it, let them in on it. And what a great, great statement to, for us to remember. And, and you even said it a couple weeks back that, uh, clarity is kindness. And, uh, the clearer we can make it, uh, the kinder. Mm-hmm that we are becoming. And, and so have the honest feedback, have the hard conversations and begin with those immediately around you. And, uh, and I love doing this with our staff. Hey guys, what's going well? Let's, let's talk about Mm -hmm. something going well. Okay. Where do we need to improve? What do we need to focus on? Okay. And what steps are we going to take next? But not me just coming in going, okay guys, boom, boom, boom. Here's what we need to work on. No, I have a couple of those always, but they also have a couple of those, and uh, I need to be aware of those also. So uh, yeah. begin to re- you know to relate. Relationships is where it's at. Mm-hmm. We we would be out of work if it was for not for for relationships. And now it's the hard part. It is. It's the difficult part, but it's yeah. it is the where the the good stuff is. You know, I I saw a great quote about that. If you want to run faster, go by yourself. If you want to run further, run with others. And Mm -hmm. this is not a sprint. Ministry is a marathon. And we're to run the race, Paul said, and we're to run that race together. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So, number two. So, yep. And I think I have a little bit of lag again, don't I? 
Maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe it's a okay. little. Or maybe it's just me and I'm getting old. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I love it. Number two, it, this this is great. After you you work on relationships, then work on reflecting, on reflection. And always be willing, okay, let's reflect on where we've been. Let's reflect on where we are. But let's also reflect on, okay, where are we wanting to go? Where we mm-hmm. want to go. And, and Drew, I want to give you props here. I love how you have tried very hard to honor those who blazed the trail before you where you are. You know, you've always tried to recognize and, and remember and, and give credit where credit's due because all of us understand we're standing on somebody else's shoulder. Uh, You know, somebody else blazed the trail, somebody else, uh, you know, fought a battle, somebody else won a victory, somebody else did something for for us to inherit what we have. So Mm -hmm. we're never going to say just totally forget the past. No, there there are some things that we ought to remember and celebrate, don't you think? Yeah, I mean... How do you know where to go if you don't consider where you've been? That's not even to me. It's not even. It's just blind, and it, and it's silly. History will repeat itself. You'll becoming. You'll become the things that you you didn't like about who who you were. You know, there's just so many things that that we need to consider to move forward in. Yeah, and you know, you speaking of that, it it doesn't apply directly, but it just automatically made me think about the importance of knowing who we are. You know, because you're mm-hmm. talking about you gotta you gotta see this, you gotta see that. And I heard JD Greer the other day, we were talking about some of his stuff last time, and this was out of when I was listening to them, and I loved what he said. If you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going. And I I'll even That's add it. to it. He didn't say this, but it fits. Not only do you not know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing. If you don't know who you mm-hmm. are, you gotta you gotta figure right. out your identity, and that's that vision, and that's those values that have to be clarified. Okay, this is who we are. You know, after I right after I first came down here and helped this church get going, and uh, and I remember a guy walked up to me and he said, "Hey, man, I'm glad to be in your church." I said, "We're we're honored to have you here. Thank you for coming." And he said, well, I need to tell you, here's the kind of church I'm looking for. And he began giving me his list, Drew. And and it wasn't a bad list. And I won't even get into the list because it draws battle lines that shouldn't be drawn. (laughs) Okay? But he started giving me, I said, you know, that's not us. But I can recommend a couple of good churches to you. That's what they do. We we don't fit Mm -hmm. that. And he kind of looked at me and goes, really? And I said, yeah. Um, and uh, he goes, well, why not? I said, that's just not our vision. That we, we have prayed and sought God's face, and this is how we've determined to proceed. We're not saying we're better. We're just saying we're different, and we're going to follow God's guidance on this. Man, I was in a church yesterday. Awesome church. Drew, I hadn't sung some of those songs in years. I hadn't. I had not sunk. 
But I can tell you, I enjoyed it. There was joy in the Lord. Man, we worshipped. It was awesome. It was great. Now, was it different than what I'm used to now? Absolutely. But it wasn't right or wrong. (laughs) But you're dealing with this where God has placed you. God has determined your borders and your boundaries and your environment. Work within that. God is the one who placed you there. Don't I, yes. I some of us are looking to a guy who's pastoring in, you know, in, and I'm pulling this out so it's hypothetical. Somebody pastoring up in New York City. Well, I'm not in New York City. Mm. <laughs> and so right. why would I right. want to compare what I'm doing to what he's doing? That's so good. Uh, as you talk about that, I think about, I mean, there are imperatives from Scripture that, that define the, what the church is, and we are faithful to those things. But beyond that, I do believe, and this could even be a whole other podcast, because what you're talking about is creativity and gifting and context and audience. I mean, there's just so many dif- different pieces to what you're you're talking about. That are so needed. We need we need less status quo churches and more creative men and women of God that are willing to be used by the way that God has designed them for the people that He sent them to, in order for us to reach all people with Jesus. Shelby and I were in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, and if I told this before, stop me. But we're in three different services. One is a former church plant. Two are still church plants. One in English speaking, one a Russian, and one Urdu from Pakistan. All three completely different. Uh, and I think I did yeah. tell this. And, and you know, and Drew, I remember telling you, man, that Urdu service, they sang an hour and 15 minutes. I thought I, thought I was supposed <laughs> to preach, you know. But at an hour and 15 minutes, we're still singing and having a blast and worshiping yeah. And we're loving it. And then I thought, well, maybe maybe I missed it. And about that time up on the screen, it says sermon. I went, oh, we are still preaching. You know, every <laughs> single one of them, completely different. Uh, and then at the end yeah. of that service, there were people lined up. I hadn't, ha- I hadn't had this happen to me, lined up for Shelby and I to pray over them. What an honor. What an mm-hmm. honor. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going, I can't believe we're doing this. I'm thinking. We don't do this enough. We ought to do this more. Yeah. And uh, man, the yeah. lessons they were teaching me. And so this is where clarify your values and your vision and, and your context. And then be willing to ask some probing, defining questions. And I, I just think that's, you know, for example, you say, what kind of probing and defining question? Okay, what kind of attitudes are behind the way we're thinking about why we do what we do. I mean, mm. that's a probing question. Why Why am I thinking that way? Why am I having a negative reaction to that? Here's one. Should I be having a negative reaction to that? Mm-hmm. Because God's word honestly was silent on it, but I want to draw a line in the sand. You know, what are the mm. behaviors that are that are creating the problems that 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 we're having right now. What kind of attitudes, what kind of behaviors and and what steps need to be taken so we can come out of those attitudes and 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 those behaviors and 
And I just think those are the kind of questions we got to get into if we're going to be more uh, reflection uh, area in our in our approaches to ministry. You know, as you're talking about that, Larry, I just mentioned this quickly. I thought about the multiplication workshop. Yeah. And one of the things in that was looking at your budget. Yeah. And so asking the question of your budget, how much do we value financially the mission of God? <laughs> like where what are the dollars going to the mission? And that is a that's a difficult question to look at and sometimes to see because it it's black and white. All of a sudden you go, "Oh my goodness, we we're only doing 5%, we're doing 3%, we're doing whatever it is, 10, you know, whatever it may be towards the mission God has given us. But those answers from those kind of questions will help reveal the very thing that you're trying to determine. Yeah, maybe we ought to practice what we preach. There's another thought from this standpoint. I've heard Mm. it said for years. I can tell, church member, I can tell what you value from your checkbook and your calendar. Hey, (laughs) church. Uh Uh-huh. I can tell you what you yep. really value from your checkbook and from your calendar. And it's a great, great point just mm-hmm. to, to look. And, man, we're not getting on saying, oh, this percentage, that. No, how can you increase yeah. your investment mm-hmm. in the mission of God? How can you mm-hmm. increase that, and, and, and what would that look like? Uh, matter of fact, not too long ago, I had an individual come in. We have a food pantry, and I know you guys at South City have had that in the past. I know you're in a transition now, and you're even talking to me about uh, some of the homeless uh, around an area you and I were at the other day and and, uh, what could be done there and how that could be done. And I had a guy come in to my office and go, have you seen how much we're spending on this food pantry? I said, yeah, ain't it great? Drew, it kind of ended the conversation. (laughs) You know, because I knew where it was going, and I just didn't want it to go there. You know, man, you can't look at the economy of God. Okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to get that back. Matter of fact, we shouldn't ask God to bless us so that we can increase our standard of living. We ought to ask God to bless us so we can increase our standard of giving so that we can do more in those missional areas. Yeah. That's right. That is good. Very good. Well, let's get to number three. And it leads perfectly into number three. It does. Go ahead. I I did that one okay. Okay. Well, I got to pass it. (laughs) Then that helps us do what? We begin to refocus on God's mission. And I, I, I'll just say this to all of us. It'd do all of us good to read those seven letters to the churches of, of Asia Minor and see mm-hmm. those areas of where we need to repent. Now, mm. we already talked about in reflection, there are times to celebrate. Absolutely. Man, celebrate and praise God for the victories and You know, I think some churches are nervous about evaluation because, oh, we're just not going to do well. Well, by not doing it, it's not going to help you, number one. And number two, every church I've ever been around has things to say, you know, God is blessing us in this area. Whether that's prayer or whether that's fellowship, 
Whatever it is, every church is, I've been around, uh, unless it's just ready to lock the door and walk away, they, they, they have some yeah. things to say. Praise God. Look what God is doing in our midst. And, and look what's happening. And it's just exciting because we have things to celebrate. But as we remember and we look at those letters, there's also some things we need to repent of. And we need to be willing to come clean sure. and not just excuse it away and, and, and give all the reasons that that, that can happen and, and whose fault it is. No, God, forgive us. And we've, we've dropped yeah. the ball here. We have. Yeah, yeah. And there's a theme that runs through those letters, too, of, of the love of Jesus for his church. Yep. You know, and just as Hebrews 12 says, a father disciplines the ones he loves. And so yeah. that, that's what he's doing. And that, that can't even be a part of the, the evaluation process is Ooh. what is God doing to shape and mold us as his children, as those he loves? Not that we're in trouble, not that we've done something, but can we do better? What can we do to, to have a better disciplined uh, approach to the ministry he's given us? That's another great point as we're evaluating that, you know, you know, what is it that what is it there that maybe we're experiencing a little bit of God's correction and correction isn't a bad thing. Correction is a good thing so that we can then be who God intended us to be. And I believe in our hearts uh, we desire to be. We want to please God. Sure. And and show him mm-hmm. how much we love him because he's shown us how much he loves us. Right. Love it. So remember, repent, and then let's recommit. Let's recommit to those areas where we, we sort of kind of need to, to pick it up again. Years ago, my first pastor, Drew, actually, um, man, I got to tell you, I blew it. I blew it big. Uh, I let a guy down. Uh, I won't even go into the details, but I honestly forgot. I did. I just honestly forgot. And uh, and it hurt him greatly because I didn't show up to something I should have been at. Uh, hands down. Well, when he finally confronted me, I got to tell you, as I was standing there looking at him, I was going through all the, if you only knew how busy I am, if you only knew how many things I have on my calendar, if you only, you know, I just began thinking of all those things. And, and, and as he's talking to me and he was so angry and the anger was not mad anger, it was hurt anger that I had Mm -hmm. let him down. Mm -hmm. And I had, I really had. And, uh, and I, so I'm, I'm saying, okay, God, what do I say to this guy? What do I say to this guy? <laughs> and I'll never forget, Holy Spirit goes, try the truth. And I just looked at him and I said, buddy, I blew it. And I was wrong. He honestly stopped for a minute and he went, well, I just didn't expect you to admit it that soon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Immediately, and here's what I want everybody to hear, the healing began. That's what remembering repentance and recommitting. And I, I, I remember looking in eye and said, buddy, to the best of my ability and by the grace of God, I will not allow that to happen again. 
and uh, and and I want to make that commitment to you. And um, and and I believe we're still friends today. You know, uh, I hadn't seen him in a while, uh, but every time we've communicated, there's a friendship, there's a brotherhood there. But that's what evaluation's about. Evaluation is about don't sweep it under the rug, don't explain it away, uh, but no. bring it out into the open, be transparent about it, and let's confess our faults one to another. Mm, that's good. So good. You know, Larry, as we wrap up, I just I keep thinking about this um, quote, and you may know who said it. I, it may have been Larry Barker. I can't remember. But it, it's uh, speed of the leader, speed of the team. Larry, a, we say Larry all the Barker time. said that, but Larry Barker got it from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what I love about it, we say it all the time around our team, and it's it's. and I would just encourage pastors and leaders that are listening to this, evaluate you <laughs> evaluate your own heart your own life your own context your own ministry and mission and and desire for for the lord to to move in you because the speed of the leader will determine the speed of the team and they want to follow somebody who is willing to ask these hard questions and have this honest feedback and do these things that that you think through how it's going and how it can be better so uh that's something i feel convicted to do and and to and to say and to, to be better at hopefully but how would you close us today in this conversation larry exactly what you just said because we started out evaluate the leader evaluate the team and mm-hmm. evaluate the church don't you dare go about evaluating your church if you don't first begin with mm. you and those in leadership. Speed of the leader, speed of the team. That's good. That's so good. Thank you all for listening and watching, Whether, whether uh, no matter which one you did today. Um, uh, we're on different places now. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, some other podcasting um, channels and things. But however you got to us, we're so grateful for your listening and watching. If we can do anything for you, please reach out to us, info at healthychurchpodcast.com. Uh, for questions, prayer requests, whatever we can do to help you. And uh, we're just we're just thankful for you and appreciate you. Praying for you and praying that God would help us to evaluate who we, who we are, who we can be, and what God is doing through our church by His grace. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.